Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. And- awesome Paul here with the Blake and Sal Show. Stay tuned. This is Tad Stones. Hello, this is Jim Cummings. I'm calling to say hello to my close personal friends, Blake and Sal. This is Eva Lee, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-curator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, of course we are. It's the Blake and Sal Show. And don't forget to remember to tune in and watch it with your ears. Pretty cool. Stay tuned or you might get DQ'd. And you are listening to the Blake and Sal Show, the most dangerous podcast on the internet. For and I'm not even supposed to be here today. And you are listening to the Blake and Sal show, of course. Unfortunately, Sal wasn't here when I recorded this. So, Blake, you're the best. Doors. Blake, without Sal, is like the turkey without the stuffing, and you can't break tradition. <laughs> special edition of the Lake and Sound Show, episode 186. As you can tell, not in my normal studio setup today. Back in the old wrestling room setup. And um, I, it's, I'm Blake. Sal is off today. Um, for those wondering what's going on um, this morning, you guys heard the Ponyville Cider Fest recap. Me and Kyle went through everything else. And I realized um, one major thing happened this week. I went to SmackDown Live with my co-host, Mark. Dad, say hi. Hi, how you doing? So Hope everyone's doing well. So I talked to the boss, and he told me we can do a special show today, oh. this afternoon, second episode of the Blake and Sal show this afternoon. Okay. And um, happy afternoon, everybody's weird hearing us in the afternoon instead of the morning, but this we're going to be going through all the events of Tuesday night when we were at SmackDown Live. Yes, we were. So, before we even get into the show itself, um, I must admit it's been been a long time since we've had a WWE show. We usually regular yeah. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Or uh, Bruce City. Bruce City. But when it comes to the major company, we regular Ring of Honor. Right. I have to admit it was weird being back at a WWE show. <laughs> it was kind of weird. It, it, it felt a little different. And maybe when when past the concession stands for souvenirs, it was different because the prices were really inflated. I think. Unfortunately, you know, they're higher than the website. Yeah, it's almost like going to Disneyland or Disney World. It was terrible. Yeah. So, but uh, hey, FYI, fans, uh, you can go to the website and get it cheaper. If you're looking to feel the Shield shirt, they're on pre-order for twenty-five, not thirty-five, as in the arena. 
just drawing it out there to people. And just to let you know, the money in your bank case over there during Kazajistan, stand, 75 big ones. Ridiculous. But if you go to the website, I'm sure you can get it for a lot less. So. And, tell, and, and tell them that uh, Mark and Blake sent you. Yeah, oh, good. by the way, hi, Sal, and I hope you survive Pennsylvania. Yes. So, we went in and we were sitting, I was like, first of all, Scotty, I know you're listening, and you were supposed to be at this show with me and you, and I'm sorry about your flight issues. We will do a show later on. We're, we're planning on going to Bruce City in November. So, there you go. Make there it up go. to him. Yeah, and Scotty, I thank you for the opportunity and... Uh, it was it was it was really nice to, so, to hang around with with you again and kind of like be fanboys. It was nice. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. It was nice to actually release and be a fanboy for a couple of hours instead of worrying about. What, I wasn't worrying about like being made fun of and having having a good old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, we were in section 204. Mm-hmm. Well, we row R. We're about what? What is that? About 14, 15 rows back. Yeah. The seats. Uh, not bad. 14, 15. Right in the middle of the row. Yeah. Pretty good. It was not bad for the price we paid. It was really cheap tickets. Yeah, $18 tickets, so it wasn't and, that bad. And the, and the best part is we were near a bathroom. Yes. Everything was in good vicinity for right. us. The only thing I will say, I understand the colors of SmackDown are blue. Mm-hmm. And nothing could be clearer than the truth mm-hmm. than the really annoying blue light that was in our face for the entire show. <laughs> yeah, that it was. Oh my god, that was annoying. And, and there's there's no way you could black it out because of how I was wearing a hat and had the brim down. Well, it was it was the angle of the way they had the light, and it's just it was during entrances and during the, and during but during the matches, there's a blue light right in your damn face. The well, like show. like I said, if it was like a, one of those tan lights, you know, then I would have put on my shades, and even red. put up my sunblock, and you know, get a nice tan. Maybe for for raw, it's red, so it's not nearly as well. Red would probably be more annoying than blue. I don't know. Oh, for those wondering, I'm not going to bring it up here. Raw is coming back to Milwaukee. Finally, in March. March of 2018. March 5th. And it looks like it's going to be... I I haven't looked at this calendar yet. Okay. If it's the day after Fastlane, or not. Um, Or it might be like the go-home show for Fastlane. All I know is it's right in the middle of WrestleMania season. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Although I just got a note that SmackDown ratings went up this week. Oh, look at that. Gee, I guess that makes it number one brand. Well. Over Raw. I guarantee you the reason they went number one went up is because they, people thought the Raw was going to show up. But we'll get into all we'll that. Get, we'll get into that discussion. We'll get into all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we even get into SmackDown, I want to say, for those who go to a TV taping, and we've been to many TV tapings over the years. Correct. At a quarter to, at a 15 minutes before the show, mm-hmm. for us it was a quarter to seven, uh-huh. when they say, we're going live on USA Network, it doesn't mean the show is going live. It, mean it means start. we're doing that weird commercial break they do 15 minutes before the show goes live on the network. Basically, they're doing what they call a teaser, which means they show a pan of the fans in this, the... And Michael Cole is the voiceover. Right. And, you and, know, and, you know they, they show the fans in the... In the arena and how lively and active and excited they are and he gives you know brief details of what matches are coming up and it's just a teaser but for some reason people look at it in our section we're was so confused our section was so confused they were jumping up shouting screaming holding up signs it was so confused well we did have a match your first match that went on the air mm-hmm. and it was um mike canellis minus maria 
who is home pregnant. So she's not on the road, much like Maurice over on Raw, not on the road because she's yeah. pregnant. She's pregnant with child. Yes, and then and um, yes, Mike is not the father. Oh, I'm sorry, I slipped that out. Uh, I, I apologize. Mike, Mike Canellis, is Mike is the alleged father. Mike Canellis is um and, and tag team tag teams with the Colognes. Correct. Yep. And we're sitting there. I love the fact that we couldn't remember the names of their characters from the um, Los, Matadors. Los Matadors. But the kid next to you knew. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, Diego and uh, Fernando. Thank you. With El Torito. Well, you know, I'm still looking for El Torito. I have no idea where the heck he went. He disappeared. Horseflock also does stuff. I don't know what happened to Torito. Uh, maybe Hornswoggle had uh, bull for dinner. Oh, jeez. They were facing off against the hype bros, and as Mandy put it, um, what they're called, um, Mojo had to be here. He's from Wisconsin, so he had to be here. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, one of those, it's like Mr. Kennedy not showing up back in the day. And the hype bros tagged with Ty Dillinger. The perfect 10. And what do you think of the 10 chance for this? I've never been in an arena for one of these. Like, actual legitimate 10 chance. It was actually really cool. It was It was kind of like equating it to the yes chance, except people were holding up both hands and flashing... Five on each it hand. It was really fun. I really liked it. I like the guy who was, was flashing. first for me. I like the guy who was flashing eleven. He had an extra pinky finger. Oh jeez. <laughs> so what think of the match? This is a good quick opener. It was a nice opener. To it was. The show. It was a nice uh, six man tag, and uh, it went very fluid, very quick. Um, Hype Rose and Tay Dillinger actually won the match. Actually yeah. won, obviously. Yep. And Dillinger won with the um, the hell's the name of his move? I forgot already. Uh. Someone's gonna correct me. I, I just can't think of it right now. But he, 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 the, 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 uh, he said it like and something perfect, something. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we move on, and I was laughing because I've never. The last time I was at a show for the introductions of the announcers, it's mm-hmm. like it was Jerry the King Lawler, and like people like that. This is Michael Cole, who's in the place of Tom Phillips. Mm-hmm. Phillips is off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's Michael Cole and Byron Saxton, Saxton coming down. And then... By himself, with no video wall, which really disappointed me. But he got a big roar out of the crowd. Corey Graves. I love Corey Graves. It's really like do. some people like gave him a standing ovation. I really I, like Corey I, I like I like Corey. Corey basically kind of plays the middle in both fences, depending on... You know how matches are going, but he gives his very own viewpoint and spin on things. And and I, I'm telling you, like you know, whether you like him or hate him, he basically tells it like it is. So we open the show with the video from Monday Night Raw. You didn't see Monday's Raw. No. I did. So uh, what did you think of Under Siege? That is the phrase they're using. Personally, yes, I think it was brilliant. Yeah, I think it was. I was bro- I'm in the bro- middle. That's why I'm asking your opinion. I, I, I'm in the middle. I thought I thought it was brilliant because when Angle was talking to Shane at first, and Shane basically kind of gave this you know hashtag underseas, Angle kind of like like right you know kind of joking and then and laughing it off. Uh, that was until the, it actually happened at the end of the show. The um, wonderful, uh, I guess you want to say. Temporary takeover took place. It was under siege. That's pretty much what it's called. Right, and and the, I and, and the beatdowns happened. I'm in a weird middle ground because I don't. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, and I don't like Survivor Series right now. So I guess I'm just in the middle. I guess I'm hoping for goodness, to well, get well, something good to come out of it. What's What's really weird is 
it was a brilliant plan because no one it was I didn't no expect one, it I'm no one expected and basically what it's doing is, is like now we're talking about it and it, a lot True. of fans are talking about it and the ratings it. were so, up this week so it's generating people wanted to see more so no. like Shane wanted it's generating the hype which is basically going to hope elevate Survivor Series somewhat and you know what dawned on me it didn't click until I looked at the ratings before we came on mm-hmm. this went head to head with the World Series Mm-hmm. Tuesday show went head to head with game one of the World Series. Yep. So I guarantee they did that on Monday to help the ratings on Tuesday. Which was smart. I'm not going to lie. That was right. extremely smart. That's yeah. why I'm in the middle. Because I understand why they did it. But I'm still not 100% fan of it. You know what I mean? It's a weird situation. I don't like the way their faces looked. I don't like how New Day looked. I don't like how AJ looked. I don't like how Becky looked. It's just my personal opinion. Well, you know what I mean? If you want to. I quote unquote split hairs. Yeah, put some of the fan favorites in a bad light. Yeah, it's just weird to me. You know, I guess someone mentioned it, and the the best word to describe it is bullies. They were bullies, and that's basically how they came out across, and you know, beatdowns and all this, and gangs and ganged up on things. Yeah, bullies. But I have to give credit where credits due, and I got have buzz. to. I have to. I have, to, I have to use the word genius got because buzz. It, it got all the attention and then some. I mean, you even had sports media outlets talking about it. It was a big deal. It was, it was a big was deal. On, you know, ESPN morning talk covered shows. It. ESPN know? covered it. Yeah, and it was on morning talk shows like Good Morning America and Today. I'm sure, you know, because Vince and Shane and Paul, et cetera, et cetera, they're yeah. not going to leave any stone unturned, especially when it comes to hyping up a big pay-per-view like Survivor Series, and it is a big pay-per-view. Well, we'll get more into Survivor Series in a couple of weeks when we get closer, because that's in a couple of weeks. Let's get back to this show. Okay. So we open up the show with that video, and um, Shane McMahon came out. And I have to say, I've never seen Shane McMahon in person. This is the first for me. I, I loved it. I, it was, I loved the music. I haven't heard the music before. Oh. Shane came out. And it was he, awesome. It was fantastic. He had, he had a nice, nice denim jacket on and came out with the Shane, Shane Sh- Channel Mac shuffle and got a nice pop from the crowd. And the crowd loved him. Oh, the crowd loved him. Yeah, you know, especially when he said, hey, Wonky, what's up? And, you know, he's showing love and they're giving it back to him and the it was great. The Under Siege chant was hysterical. The Under Siege oh, chant yeah. was funny. I yeah. didn't expect that. That was good. And I don't think Shane did either. No. And, I, I, like I said, it, what he did got what was supposed to happen. So, so he's explaining the Under Siege thing. All of a sudden, you have Sami Zayn. And what do you think of his over-the-top heel character? How do you seen it for the first time, wow. officially? I mean, we're talking... Over-the-top. Like, wow! I mean, I mean, kind of like... You're, I mean, you're used to seeing Sami Zayn more or less low-keyed and yes. fan favorite. But now his character, I guess you'd have to say, is... Somewhat over exaggerated, yeah. Think uh, overhyped, and basically, I guess that's the way uh, he's coming across, especially with the brother brotherhood between him and Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. Um, what I really liked about Sammy was his music hits. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets up to sing and dance because everyone loves the song. But then the music ended. Sammy's in the ring with Shane, and he gets booed out of the building. I was like, that was brilliant. But, <laughs> but the, that dance that. Sammy comes when he's in the ring. It's kind of like still over the top. It, it, it's kind of like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, over exaggerated, you know. Uh, kind of like I said it last week on SmackDown. I think I said it to Mandy. 
I cannot believe Sammy Zayn can be this much of an asshole. Like, I was shocked how good of an asshole he can be. <laughs> but his, you know, his promos have changed, and don't get me wrong, he's on the mark with it, and he's generating the heat he's supposed to be, you know, getting. So, I mean, you know, he's doing he's everything. He's doing his job. He's doing his job right. He's doing everything right for the, 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 heel, the heel turn. So, uh, you know, kudos to that. Well, we announced for the main event, um, Sammy versus Randy Orton. Yes. We'll get to that match later. But the pop Randy Orton's name got was incredible. Talk about a star pop. Just Holy remember his name. It was like going back to Daniel Bryan and the Yes Chance. It was really cool. Everyone in the, in the arena was doing Yes Chance. So we go to the break. We come back. Before we come back to the break, because this didn't happen on TV, we only hear him for the crowd. The Usos came out. Yep, Jimmy and Jay were there. And as I said to Dave... They got a hero's welcome. <laughs> they got a hero's welcome they when did. they came out. They did. And I got this amazing picture of the two of them posing for the crowd on the ring apron and going to the announce table. Oh, yes, they the did amazing that. picture they did that. that I got. Yeah. I, I was like, well, that's, that's unexpected. And the fact that they went from... I think the fact that they got to respect the New Day and now the crowd can root for them for real. You know what I mean? You don't have to hide out until I love them. And the different type of uh, entrance music. Was I love day one. Oh, yeah. Day one-ish. It's great. I, I, once I realized it was them singing, mm-hmm. yeah. it made the whole song better to me. It made yeah, it even well, better to they me. They went in and did the uh, I love it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It. Yeah, yeah, it is. But then the New Day comes out and the building blew up. <laughs> like, and you had these little kids and their parents going, New Wait, come on. That was the, one of the biggest pops of the night. Like, that was insane when the New Day came out. There were signs all over the place with Budio and we pictures had, okay, of Okay, no, let's not go around the building. Okay. Well, who did we have sitting right in front of us? In front of us. And, and here, this and here's is legit. I was just like a picture. I forgot to take a picture of this. And, 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 and this, is, this is street honest truth. This gentleman in the row in front of us came with his entourage. You know, of course, like right, right at seven o'clock, right when everything was starting to go, and he takes off his jacket, and lo and behold, and this is the this truth, is totally honest truth. And I was, and I'm sober. We were sober. Uh, that this gentleman happened to be wearing a unicorn costume in the New Day colors, but it wasn't an official. New Day right. costume. It just happened and, to be a unicorn in the New Day colors. All of a sudden, when I'm seeing him taking off his jacket, and I see a horn pop up. I'm like, come on. And next thing you know, the hoodie goes on, and he's in a full... And he's sat in there all night. And, yep, got, all and, night. And he's in a full unicorn costume in all its glory. I have to watch the show back to see if he made the air, because we're right behind him. I had to watch the show back and see if he made air. I have no idea if he That'd made air or not. That'd be very interesting because I think he was the only fan that had the unicorn, unicorn uh, costume. Especially a week before Halloween. If it was Halloween, yeah. it wouldn't be so weird. And, and of course, all the little kids are running around with a headband with the plastic unicorn flashing. It's unbelievable how over they are. It's so unbelievable how over they are. I mean, and they were, and Big E was throwing out bootios from his pockets, and I was waiting for him to start throwing the uh, obligatory. New Day ice cream bars, but no, that didn't happen. Don't do that. That didn't happen. So anyway, outcomes for their they're having a match against Benjamin and Gable. Something Benjamin and Chad Gable. And or as I like to call them American Alpha 2.0. What do they think of Gable and Benjamin? This is the first time I've seen them in um, person. The first time I've seen Chad Gable, actually. They look very strong. They look very like they're focused together. They are in rhythm. Uh their tags are frequent in and out and they kind of look like they knew each other's moves, and they're very fluid. 
Uh, I think down the road, this is going to be a oh, the number one contender. The number one contenders. This is going to be a take team that's going to be catching you up if you didn't know that. Right there, this is a take team that's probably going to getting a good push and hopefully a lead to an, a championship belt on both of them. I have to admit, it was nice to see something Benjamin again. It's been a long time since I've seen him. Very he looks like he has not lost a step. No, uh, the shaved head kind of threw me off, but it works. He was like that in Ring of, He was like that back in the day. Back in Ring of Honor. In Ring of Honor, he had a shaved head. Yeah, I, I just didn't. You know, I'm so used to him having his gold standard. I guess. So, I asked them. I asked them at work how this whole thing came off on TV because I was curious because Benjamin and Gabe obviously won by cheating. No. No, 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 no. I mean, sure, people, people didn't watch the show. I'm explaining okay. what happened. Okay. And people okay. didn't watch the show. Okay, so how did Benjamin it Cable, they won by cheating. So I asked someone at work, I'm like, well, how did I come up on TV? Did the Usos come up with faces like they did in the building? It's like, not really. Like, the Usos kind of came up with tweeters on commentary. And they were actually saying they, they actually approved of Benjamin and Gable's cheating. But they also said they respect the new day. So it's a weird. So, I like where they so, are with the Usos right now. So they're kind of playing the Twitter role, right? Which is interesting for their characters. By the way, a little note: a lot of people who didn't notice this. I was taking a look when the match ended, mm-hmm. and they went to the back, and the music's over, and they have the screen going on with the girls. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to all that in a minute. What you did, what you probably didn't see, but I looked down at the announce table, mm-hmm. was the Usos stayed behind for a while, and they started high fiving fans. Just hang out for a little bit because no one saw them. Right. They sort of high-fiving some fans, and then they shook the hands of all the announcers and left. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. What can I say? Now they're playing that politician. That was fantastic. I they're, was like, they're, wow. They're, they're playing politician. They want to make sure that... Yeah, I don't how people saw that, but that made me laugh because I can see the usuals in this picture I'm taking, I have on the screen, and that's what I remembered. <laughs> that, that, that was pretty fun. So anyway, ladies come on the screen. Line of the night goes to Daniel Bryan. Right here for me. And everyone says it. Talking to the ladies, and it was, um, we had Carmella, Becky, Naomi, Charlotte, Tamina, and Lana. Lana. Yep. All on the screen. Correct. We're watching on the screen, obviously. Correct. And Daniel Gooden says, You're all in the five on five elimination match of Survivor Series. Hey. And then he goes and says, Lana asks, There's six of us. Oh, except you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I lost it. That little, little jab in there. The, cra- the audience cr- lost it. It was such a great line. So funny. Unexpected. Very funny. I- I- are you sad we didn't get to see Daniel Ryan? Because I missed Daniel Ryan last night. We did not see him. He wasn't out with us. He didn't come out to the arena. No, he. everything was all backstage. It was weird. I didn't like that. It was all I, just, I realized that after the show we didn't get to see Daniel Ryan. I would, I would think that he would at least come, come out to the ring and announce... Who's going to be in the... Or even just come out for the crowd for a dark segment. Yeah. I mean, that would have been like it was weird. Oh. I mean, if you would have came out, he would have popping all the yes chants. It would have been great. Unless, of course, it's one of those things where he had to go backstage and do his segment and then kind of... Two segments? It was weird because he was out there and he was there through the whole show, which is weird. I don't know. And then, you know, maybe make a quick exit and fly out, you know, because he's got to do the father thing. Well, next up, Fashion Files. Oh my lord! Reservoir, the um, the fashion dogs. Okay, get your feelings out. What do you think of the fashion files? <sighs> okay, honest opinion. Go ahead. I'm not taking away from anything. No, no, no. Okay. Everyone has an opinion on from, this. From from any of the wrestlers. Uh, 
it's something that I think, and this is my opinion. Go ahead. That to me, let's just stop this. This this wonderful, incendiary, nauseous ride before it gets any further. Because I mean, each week or each segment, you're doing an offshoot of some. This week is rather bar dog, right? And and next week it's uh, so Stranger Things. Yes. So my and, thing and, is, and my thing is, who's going to play the kid with the frizzy hair? Yeah, I'm probably Bruce. Or this, and I mean, well, Bruce, well, you missed the X Files, where he dressed up as um, which one's the female? I always forget. Scully. Scully. He dressed up as Scully. He also dressed up as the woman from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and last week. Yeah. So my thing is, is I this, see, I'm weird. This, I'm weird with the fashion pops. They're guilty the pleasure for me. I enjoy it. It's stupid. I'm not going to lie. I know it's dumb. I know it's stupid. Half the time, I don't even get the references. But you know what? It's, I think it's... it's I, I just think it's the guilty pleasure. But, but here's the thing that I look at objectively is... Okay. Is it somewhat entertaining? Yeah, I guess. Is it foolish? Yeah. And the essential is they it, have to do their own thing. Right. Fun. And, and, and is it... Is it... Um, very over the top, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my thing, it's making uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze look more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, foolish. But well, here, here's something for you, though. Okay. I've heard. Okay. That they have their own. They can do their own thing. They're doing this on their own. They want to do this. So, were they the ones that came up with the original yeah. idea? this is how we got here. Vince liked it because they came up with it, and then Vince liked it. And that's how we got here. I, I, I guess if getting to have buzz about it is is what you want to succeed And they got a pop and him on the screen. And if you, if you basically, if that's what you want is to have the segment talked about and get a lot of buzz, then you succeeded in what you, in accomplishing what you were doing. It just... To me, it makes the wrestlers come up as foolish and idiotic. But like I said, that's my opinion. That's fine. Yeah. You know, other, other your people like you will think differently, and it's like, you know, comedy is objective. As I always said, the people always say comedy is objective. Yeah, there you go. Be subjective. Moving on, Baron Corbin comes out. The Long Wolf. I hate his theme music. I hate his theme music I, so much. I have to agree with you. Um, this is something that hopefully creative can work with. Because this is his new theme music. This is new. This is new. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's get something else because it's not you know. You know maybe maybe Samson or no I'm sorry maybe Elias can write a new theme song. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get interrupted, uh, but that's another story. So before we get to the match, we were backstage and we we're talking about and I like Daniel Bryan's character of the fact that he did not agree with Shane. I like that. Because that's very Daniel. Well, that also it, it, it's also normal in a corporation environment where you have a frontline supervisor and a mainline supervisor that basically see things differently. And they can agree to disagree. And Shane heard... Brian's opinion, and he took it under advisement, and basically, as Brian said, you know, you know, you're the boss, and Shane says, yeah, you're right. So, uh, during this segment, 
I know a lot of people noticed, but I noticed that the guy's running down with the trampoline. <laughs> yes. Which, I cracked that bat, yes. not gonna lie. And that bat, out came Sin Cara. <laughs> oh, but, but let's kind of go back a little bit. When there's different matches, and the guys that came down to the ring and take the apron off and get the, all the ring, yeah, yeah. kudos to those guys because they know exactly they what they're doing. Fast. They're fast, and they got it set up. And there's like no hesitation. And I'll give them more props later. We get the two or five live. I'll give them more props later. Mm-hmm. But Sincara comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't. And this, I don't. I don't even care about this feud. This Sincara Baron Corbin feud. What is with this feud? I think what it is is they're trying to give the attention back to Sincara, and they, they reworked Sincara with another wrestler and repackaged the situation, and they're hopefully at. This new Sinkara character and gimmick will, will take off and grab hold. And I think why, the reason why they're doing it is how um, Kalisto has gotten over. And they're trying to do the same thing again with Sinkara. My issue with is this, though, and this has got to brought up in other places. Okay. Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, on SmackDown, mm-hmm. B.A.J. Styles in the main event of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. A.J. Styles. Right. Now, you have to look at it as a number one contender. He's the number one guy on this show. Right. My personal opinion, he's the number one guy right. on SmackDown. Right. No offense to Randy Orton, AJ's number one on this show. So he beat AJ Styles clean with end of days. Why? If the man can beat AJ Styles clean with end of days, is he losing to Sin Cara two weeks in a row? And I, I don't care if it's counter to call occasion, it's a loss okay. to Sin Cara two weeks in a row. Well, Two reasons I can think of. One, creative thought that they couldn't do a program between AJ and Baron Corbin. True. Whether or not it was on Corbin's end or AJ's end, I have no idea. But they figured they couldn't do a program right now with the two of them. So they have to find someone to do a program with. Which is fine. But two losses to Zinkara? So, which kind of leads me to one of two options or reasons. One... Either Baron Corbin pissed off the powers that be. That's true. He's in a doghouse, and this is what happens. Or what the hell two, would be the doghouse? U.S. champion. Or, or two, they're trying to give a pushback to Sinkara again because, you know, since Kalisto's got all this this pop and, and basically attention, they want to have the same type of attention for Sinkara as Kalisto has. And then, and that's just me coming up with something like that's this. Fine. I could be completely wrong, but that's the way it looks like. So we have this match. I love the fact that Corbin hit the end of days on the outside, and then the crowd chanted for one more. <laughs> I lost it. I didn't expect that. That was pretty funny. So, we cut back, and the next thing we have up is the next door on the screen. Apparently, Cole, on television, was saying how the possibility of Raw showing up in the extra security by the extra doors. Thank you for that. None of us in the arena have clue what they're doing. Moving on. Well, I'm going to briefly touch on this point. And I think, I have to see it, between 75 or 80% of the, the people at the show wanted wanted and expected an attack from the Raw brand. I agree. And I think when it didn't happen, the, the crowd was disappointed. And then you could tell. Yeah, we'll get to that. Because we'll the, there, yeah. the, the attitude kind of changed right in mid-program. We'll get there. So, next up. Sting Brothers. They come out. You mean Mutt and Jeff? No, Fotham and Jessam. That's what we call them on this show. Fotham and Jessam. Yank them and tank them? 
Okay. Thank you, Sal, for that one. Follow them and Jetson. Those are the call on the show. Okay, there you go. Anyway, they come out. And I, I have to admit, I don't know how many people caught this. Okay. I caught it. Okay. It was their impression of Paul Heyman made me laugh. I don't know if you caught it. Or I caught it. Yeah. They said, or, or, or our the, name of the Singh Brothers, and we like to introduce our, well, whatever they said, the undisputed oh, 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 WWE client. champion, yeah. our client. Jinder Mahal. Oh. I, I caught, I'm the honey, but caught it? I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. Well, I, I thought Jinder had, it was just, and I like, you know, the American walrus, Paul oh, yeah, well, Heyman. We got there, Jinder comes out. And what do you think of the reaction to Jinder Mahal? We've never seen this Jinder Mahal before. Um, this is the first for us. He got he got genuine heat. That was a huge heat. And that was that was not go away heat. That was real. I mean, heat. I mean, here's the thing. It started when the Singh brothers came out to introduce, and it just continued on, and I think even grew more as Jinder talked and, and the audience trying to cut him off, and they did a good job on cutting him off at a couple occasions. USA chant for loud. Yep. Jinder, like I said, Jinder's attack against Paul Heyman was pretty brilliant. I'm not going to lie. And, 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 of course, the video package he presented from the Paul Heyman when he was basically trying to introduce or talk about Jinder Mahal was just brilliant. Oh, that was the clip from Monday Night I was trying to tell you about. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it justice, and I'm really glad they showed it. Because I could not do it justice. The way Paul Heyman's in Madaraja might be one of the funniest things I've heard in ages. I didn't expect it, and it made me laugh. I didn't know that Paul Heyman can roll his R's like that. That was so brilliant. And, of course, the last name he slaughtered purposely. No, 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 no. He said it right. Angle messed it up. Oh, Angle. Angle messed up the oh, name. Heyman right. said it right. right. Because Heyman is very right. respectful. Yes. He will always say the name right. right. He will always do that. Even if he doesn't like you, he'll say your name 27 times anyway. I'm sorry. Angle messed it up. So we, anyway. have, to, we have to get cue cards for Angle now. It, maybe he should start watching the shows. Or, you know. Gold Ryan's Fort Harmon's Who do you think he is, The Rock? <laughs> he got pointers from him? Anyway, so we're in the middle of this, and all of a sudden, AJ Styles came out. and The bit, phenomenal AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. And the, if you thought the crowd was loud for the New Day. Oh, wow. Holy shit. shit. AJ Styles made the building shake. <laughs> oh. It was... And this is where my, I went fanboy, because yeah. he's my favorite wrestler. And I went crazy. Uh, I, <laughs> I have watched AJ when he was... TNA and ROH. And yeah, ROH. And, we met uh, him at Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, great guy. But, but, For those who don't know, fantastic guy. But, um... <laughs> and I have to give credit where credit is due. Is that AJ Styles was... And is a it, consummate wrestler and professional. 40 years old. And 40 professional. Years old. And very respectful. And when he came into this business, he was one of the uh, franchise wrestlers with TNA Impact. And basically, he was one of the wrestlers that put TNA on the map. And he was with them for, I think, 10 years. Almost 10 years. 10 years, and basically saw it and never jumped to another organization. Blood, sweat, and tears. And I think. Until he left, obviously. he, He basically made TNA what it is and hopefully to build on. Um, it was just they couldn't come to terms, and he wanted out. Let's be honest. And I he think he was out. he was very frustrated. And I think one of the things that frustrated him and still does is Dixie Carter. And I can't blame the man. If you work for an organization for ten years and you put it on the map, 
hopefully the front office and the powers that be will give you some quantum of respect and say, hey, I like to have quality control over my character. Okay, I'm going to sidetrack for a second. Go ahead. We're not going to have a chance to talk about this until next week. Okay. TNA News, Impact Wrestling News, GW News, what the hell calling them? Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. has terminated Jeff Jarrett. Did they finally get me email? No, what happened was, oh, okay. apparently, the news going around is, yeah. he took a leave of absence, uh-huh. everyone figured he was done. Mm-hmm. They announced two days ago, mm-hmm. officially terminated, they officially terminated his contract at any association with Global Force Wrestling, mm-hmm. from here on out, mm-hmm. because okay. the moron that he is got drunk and insisted on wrestling at a wrestling show while drunk, and Impact Wrestling did not like how that looked on their company. <laughs> I, I I have to give. I figured you'd like that one. I have to give props for it because yeah, you don't want a especially uh, a I guess a former uh, owner really. Well, I was gonna say uh, an owner, credo, and whatever uh, to embarrass your organization. And um, let's go. It's like the Rhino incident. That happened, and you know they, they cut him because of what happened. And, I think you like that one though. And the <laughs> thing is, is well, you know, there's also some talk about uh, some money issues sure, that have, have you know have basically have not been proven yet. But if it is, I'm sure that'll come out. And like I said, and I'll say this again uh, to Jeff Jarrett: yeah, if you ever want to call, call and talk, I'm not that hard to find. I'm not scared. I ain't running. So, hey, if you want to say your side of the story and your piece, this is your forum to do it. I, I invite you to come in and call us. At no problem. I'll be glad to talk and listen as long as you let me have my opinion also. So, And on that note, back to the show. AJ Styles beat Singh Brothers that I didn't even care which one it was in 40 seconds. Ooh, I was close. You were close. I was close. I said like a like forty five. And for those wondering, the times I'm getting off on net because Jake um, Jake Barnett did an awesome review of the show, so that's where I'm getting that time from. Forty seconds. The the calf killer. I tell you. So we come back to um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the back talking about how this week Sami's going to be facing Randy Orton, and then I want, and then the crowd was pissed. I was pissed. It was Kevin Owen versus Shinsuke Nakamura happening next week. Yep. I would have Come loved on. I, here's the thing. When Sammy first came out with Shane, I think people expected Kevin to come out also. So did I. I really and, did. And, I'm and not going to lie. We didn't. It's kind of a little disappointed. But I, I have a new nickname for your tag team if Go you want it. to use it. The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. I feel like it's for the Brotherhood of Man right now for the song for the Broadway show. Well, the Brotherhood, and it works because you guys are talking on the Brotherhood, so I figured let's call your tag team the Brotherhood. That's not bad. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Then we have the five way match, women's match. So I'll go in order of who came out, and you can tell me how you think the pop went. Tamina. Right. Uh, meh. Medium pop. Nobody really care. Medium pop. Um, here, next. She had Lana with her, but nobody really seemed to care. Then we had Carmella. Good heat, good got, heat. Got a, got a bigger pop and a lot of heat. Um, next up, and this is after the entrance at Made TV, Becky Lynch. Biggest huge face. Huge pop. And she is so popular. Her Mega huge pop. She is so popular. Like it's I mean, when the, when the music hit, there were all these little kids and girls standing up and dancing their own in their seat. And I will I say, like, the one thing I do miss, 
I know the Capiro out right now because they're trying to save some money. Right. Her smoke was missing, and I really missed her right. smoke. I love her smoke. The thing that I like that she does and the goggles, the goggles similar to Bret Hart with, when he did it, is gives goggles. And Bailey does with her headbands. Right. She she gave the goggles to some little girl that was down here, and you know, made her night. Kudos. Made her night. Made her night. <laughs> made her night. Kudos and got her a bigger pop for that. You know, so. But she got a great reaction. Right. Great entrance. Yep. And then, Naomi. Oh, I had a hard time with this entrance in um, person. What do you think of the entrance in person? Because I did not. I I, I like the. I entrance. don't know. It was weird for me. I like the entrance feel the glow. Um, it and, felt better and, on television. And, and, and usually, when she does this, it probably comes off better on television. It does. Than watching it's in my person. opinion. But the thing that kind of threw me off is that for. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a jacket or coat. Her, her outfit, yeah. That basically what it is is as she's glowing, everything's glowing. This thing is kind of like almost like a Chris Jericho thing where it kind of blinks off lights and goes to different patterns and different type of styles. And I think that's what was throwing everything off is as you're seeing this glowing, you're watching this coat go through its all its patterns and everything. It was, it was hard to for her to follow. It, it was when you're looking at the coat, it's kind of hard to, to look at what she's doing coming down the ramp, and then when she put it on the ring post and it was still going off, it's like your eyes on the coat and you're, it's not focused on her. And I wanted to enjoy her. Then I tried to take pictures of the entrance. It was hard to take pictures. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh wow, it was hard to enjoy. And, and the outfit she was wearing, uh, the stripes were more reflective than her outfit until when they turned the lights on and you saw the entire outfit. And, and then finally, Charlotte Flair. Damn, oh, she got her. a pop. I mean, the, everyone in in the whole arena was, was moving all night. They were moving all night, yeah. Yeah, especially the guy that was down in the drunk section. We'll get there later on the show. Yeah. And then Natalia came out. Oh, this was weird. Major heat. This was weird, though. Major heat. So, let's see if I can follow along what happened here. Go ahead. She came, her music kit, mm-hmm. she came in from the crowd? No. Where did you come in from? She came in from a side. Uh, okay, side that confused me. So right. she came in from a side thing, came in the ring, the announcer did the whole spiel about how awesome she is. Right. And then she just left? Uh, is that it? She did I miss something went down, here? No, she went down the, to the ropes, and she went past the announce table, and basically told them that uh, I am the greatest woman's champion. Yeah, I'm saying no, but I am it. the best of the Hart family. Just like... In the ring announcer, so and and gotta give her credit. I mean, for generating heat, and she was all dressed in black. But she didn't do anything though. No, but it generated. Did they flew from Milwaukee for that? Yeah, because it, she generated the heat on this thing, and basically now it's it's like who's gonna win and do the Survivor Series? Because now I, here's I, my I, problem with this. Well, go ahead. Becky Lynch wants a match, correct? And that's fantastic, correct? Explain to me something. Okay, go ahead. And I'm being completely serious here. Okay. What's the point of the captain on this team and the team's already chosen? I think what it is is... Like it's not like it's Team Becky, they're, it's Team SmackDown. Right. I think what it is is that the Becky has the captain's position. Oh, the Fox is the captain on Raw. What's the point of the captaincy for survivors or his teams they're not picking? I think what it is is... It's going to put pressure on the captain's position to get their team to cohesively work as a unit. But there's going to be so much infighting, and I think that's what 
is going to make this match is the infighting between the female wrestlers that, and here's here's my here's my thought on this, that what's going to happen is communications are going to break down. You're going to have what they call an old fashioned, and here you go, Jerry, ready? Fight! Well, what do you think of the match though? I thought it was really good. It was the best match of the evening by far, yeah. by far. And and. and the way Becky won with the, the submission on this armor, uh, this armor, yeah, on, uh, on Carmella. Carmella, it was well done. Now that the LN, it was great. I, I, was great I, I, think I really the, enjoyed it. I think the gimmick with Ellsworth and the dog collar and the chain. What uh, do you think of that? What do you think of Ellsworth as her as her bitch? Scrap it, scrap it. It's just not really. I think working. it's stupid. I think it's so stupid. It, it, it's not working. It's not working. It's making him look foolish and her look foolish. So if she really wants to get some legitimate heat and and have that pop up for the legitimate heat, let's scrap the Ellsworth. Uh, well, she has some money in the bank at the end of the day, so she has to cash it in, doesn't she? Eventually, God, she's got till she's got till July, so she's got plenty of time. Clock is ticking. So moving on, we have the Bludgeon Brothers. What did you think of the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Robin? <laughs> I love their promo. You loved it? I, I, okay, I want to hear it. I really want to know your opinion. I, <laughs> I like, I love their promo. And, and this here, is getting such mixed and, reactions, people. That's why I want to know your opinion. And here's <laughs> the thing. When they were with the White really, family. I really like it. I don't know why I do When they were though. with the White family, you never heard them talk because Bray was always yes. the, the, the mouthpiece. So for them to cut a promo and Harper and Rowan are speaking... Major kudos for that. I didn't expect and, and, it. And, it was then, so cool. and then, and then, of course, with the sledgehammers. The, I call and, them the Thor hammers. I call them the Thor hammers. And with the Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers emblem in, right on the. the I like head. it. I like it. I do like it. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> now they're going to probably come up with merchandise for the Bludgeon Brothers, and I. I Don't be total sledgehammer. Don't be totally total sledgehammer. You I'm know. I'm telling it. you right now, t-shirts, hammers, hoodies, they're going to take off. I, I can agree with that. So we cut backstage, Renee Young, looking lovely as ever, interviewed Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler did a very bad Brock impersonation. I don't know what the hell they're doing with Dolph at this point. But then Bobby Roode came over, and they set up a two out of three falls match to qualify for Team SmackDown next week. Correct. I like this. Why is it happening next week? (laughs) I was hoping the way the vignette played out that we were going to have a match between Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode that night. Nope, we did not. But unfortunately, we're running out of time. It's, it's, we're running out of time. By and the show. running is for next week. So another match for next week. We're going up against the World Series again next week. Are they really stack next week's show? So mm-hmm. anyway, Randy Orton coming out, and the building pop big for Randy Orton. Oh, I, I've seen Randy Orton in so many evolutions at this point. Uh-huh. I saw him as a member of Evolution. That's how far back I go with Randy Orton. So I, I really seeing Randy now in the really the, almost the almost what we are over a decade now. He's been around the and Viper it, mode. The Viper mode. This is yeah. the first time I've really seen him in full Viper mode. This is really cool. I liked it. Yeah. So he faced Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. and I thought this was a really good match. I really enjoyed this match a lot. I like Sami as a heel in this. They're really good. Their styles, con, you know. I guess for like where it's contrasted against each other, it but it worked really well. Um, basically, Sammy's trying to be more technical, whereas Randy's trying to be more forceful. And 
the yin yin yang the style worked really well uh the old randy viper came out when he did the, the boot stomp all around you know your opponent's body and going down on his fists and you know, it, it was the, I really it was the vintage, it. I the vintage Randy Orton vibe. And well, then KO came out. But that was the point is the only time he's heard KO all night. Said by a man who was wearing a current with t t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad. It's the only time he's heard KO all night. But he came out to try and interfere. And then Sammy won because he hit Randy Orton in the nuts. Just like Randy Orton did to him the week before. Yep. So Randy Orton is now in the SmackDown, on the team SmackDown at Survivor Series. And next week. Kevin Owens faces Nakamura. We'll get to Shinsuke a little later. Yeah. Get to Shinsuke a little later. So I was sitting here this now, and I was trying to find something. Okay. So this is where they announced the dark match. Right. The dark match, which had changed many, 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 many times in the last month. Okay. And so the dark match originally on television yeah. was Orton, Nakamura, and Styles. Three way, no, taking on uh-huh. in a triple threat match. Okay, um, Kevin Owens, um, Kevin Owens, um, Baron Corbin, and um, Jinder Mahal. Okay, that was the original match announced. Correct. And then they changed it on TV because Sammy turned heel, mm-hmm. and they made a KO Sammy and Jinder taking on Orton Nakamura and Root. It okay. didn't longer in the match. Okay. Well, and then on the website, they announced on the website, AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal. And Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode versus Barry Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Dolph Ziggler. Member of that old little caveat, <laughs> card subject to change. They finally announced the dark match, and we'll get to it a little later, but it was Nakamura and Roode against Mahal and Ziggler. <laughs> Now you understand what was going on the last month on television. They kept changing this main event. And I'm not sure. Maybe it's due to the, the, the illness that went around. Or they just don't give a shit. That could be it, too. Or, maybe, or, or maybe creative threw the something together. The realness is on the Raw roster, not SmackDown. So. Yeah, so basically the creative muscle threw something together at the last minute. All right. But, to, but we'll get to the main event later. Okay. Right now, we have to get the 205 Live. For those wondering, what the hell is 205 Live? If you don't watch WWE television, Cruiserweights! Yes, it's the Cruiserweight match they do live on the WWE Network immediately after SmackDown every Tuesday. Correct. <sighs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> well, the, the, fir- the first match was... Rich Swan and Selig Alexander come out. Oh. And the crowd loves them. Yes. Absolutely love them. I love them as a tag team. Oh, they're great. They they work well to each other, and they're very quick, very fluent. And very, the crowd popped know. for them. Oh yeah, people are still in their seats. Yep. And then Noam Dar came out, and everyone went silent. And then Tony Nese came out, and I think I heard crickets. <laughs> Those crickets? Yes. I thought maybe it was someone like chewing under popcorn, but okay. it was terrible. So this match happened, and I remember the person behind me commenting on how suddenly, how loud the ring was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, and because I think the audience, the fans, really didn't know what, can I say, what to do with this type of match, because 
I think you're expecting another team to go against. What I was going to say was, which, I said this to Dave. Okay. This crowd, yes, wanted Jack Gallagher. Let's be honest. The crowd wanted Gallagher and Kendrick. They didn't get Gallagher, but they want Kendrick. They wanted Gallagher. Okay. They didn't get Gallagher. Okay. They got him, but he was talking on the stage to okay. set up a match for next week. <laughs> you know, like a trend here, people. Instead, do you see a pattern here? Instead, we don't get Jack Gallagher. We don't get Akira Tozawa to wrestling tonight. We don't no. get that either. People wanted to see Akira Tozawa. They wanted to see him on SmackDown. It was like the last minute substitution. No, 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 no. They set the show up. They wanted Akira Tozawa. They didn't get Akira Tozawa. You know what we got stuck with, people? Drew Gulak. <laughs> and I have to give props to it, too. Drew Gulak, fantastic on the microphone. I think he's a great heel. Well, his- he plays his character well. His uh, shtick or his uh, gimmick now is carrying on saying, saying no chant. And oh, you know, the, actually, the, 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 the sign the, changes every week. You okay. flip the, the slip, if you throw the okay. sign, right. you actually have the flipboard, so it changes uh, every week. And doesn't his teacher say Drew Gulak running for president? Something, or something like that. Uh, but Drew Gulak's plan for a better 205 Live. That's it, there we go. It is a. Um, his new catchphrase. 277 slide presentation that he's been going through over the last couple of months. And because he did not make the pre-show on Sunday, he started us off from slide number one again, which was no jumping off the top rope. I think we got as far as slide two, didn't no, we? No, we didn't make the slide two. Oh, we didn't Because we went to slide two, Grand Metal D came out. A man I honestly did not expect to see last night. Wasn't a, I was excited to see him, except he was fighting Drew Gulak. <laughs> and this match sucked. I'm just going to be blunt. Um, this match sucked. <laughs> I think the reason for that is... Uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, when Grand Metal... And Metal League was Grand trying. Malatik came out. Metal League. Metal League. Metal League. Uh, got a nice pop. I mean, it wasn't a huge pop, but nice pop. And I, I think uh, people wanted him to basically kick Drew Gulak's ass. Gulak won. Nobody cared. It was slow and plotting. Except him. And then he tried to um, hurt Grandma Leak with his poster board thingy. thingy. Coming down the ramp. Akira Tozawa. Boom. And the crowd went crazy for Akira Tozawa because they wanted Akira Tozawa. <laughs> Which. Ha ha ha. I, didn't, I never thought that would get over, by the way. I have to say that over. That would get over. Yeah. And so Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak fought over the weird flag thing. Mm-hmm. Thing broke, mm-hmm. Drew Gulak ran away, and we all wasted 15 minutes of our lives. <laughs> so, hopefully, down the road, that that match never will, happens again. Will happen, may not happen, who knows? That's up to creative. So, Kalisto on the microphone, and I gave him credit, he didn't mention any girl once. Good for you. Moving on. <laughs> Until next time. That's been the running gag. I know. The outcome ends up. And I have to admit, he got good heat. Oh, did he ever? Did he ever? And Tavar, Davari, fantastic. So So if you didn't see it, because most people don't watch this damn show, Davari came out with, sorry, um, with Arya Davari, Arya Davari, not Sean Davari, Arya Davari, his brother. So I clarify that people don't know. And comes down with Enzo, and he cuts Enzo's promo for him. Right. For those people that, Missed the pay per view. 
uh, Enzo's voice. voice badly. Badly. And my Monday night, Drew Gulak cut his promo for him. And I had to get audio to Drew Gulak. Because Drew Gulak made me laugh. Because he did the whole promo phonetically. On a, on a, on a piece of paper on a clipboard. Mm. And actually went through the whole thing. He is a certified G. And he went through the whole thing. And he wants to ask you, how are you doing? <laughs> I did not expect that, and I lost it. It was very, very funny. Davari, Davari did, a, did great a great promo. And I love the fact that they did the dance. I love the fact that Enzo the, and his the, cronies do the, the dance. Enzo, the Enzo shuffle. Well, you missed it on Monday. He came out. It was him. It was um, it was Enzo, Davari, Tony Neese, Drew Gulak. I know I'm missing somebody. I, can't, I think it was Noam Dar. Did, they uh, come out together as a did, team. Did Gulak try doing the Enzo shuffle? All five of them in unison on the stage did the Enzo dance. The Enzo shuffle. In unison. It was actually a really nice sight. I was impressed. I was very impressed. Well, there you go. I was impressed. Yep. I'm not going to lie. You had to be practicing. It was impressive. And I think that's going to be the team for Survivor Series. Don't mark me on that because they haven't announced it. That wouldn't be shocking well, if you're Survivor Series team. Enzo and his cronies. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Team Zo, I think he called them. So Kalisto comes out. Cruise away title. Good pop. Good, good, nice, pop. Nice good pop. Yep. I think the crowd would have, the crowd wanted to see this match. That's I mean, why. And, and there was people going Lucha, Lucha. I was one of them. So was I. Yeah. And this match is scheduled for one fall. fall. One fall. Oh. Only night on my night we got to do that. Because the cruiserweight title match. And I will admit, I'm not a huge fan of Enzo in the cruiserweight division, but he's improving. He's definitely improving. He's at least trying. I give him credit for trying. <laughs> and here's the thing with the character he got him in. Um, when he and Big Cass were a tag team, uh, basically fan favorite, baby face, and, you know, when they started this uh, idea of splitting him up, a lot of people were kind of mixed on it, but... Uh, Big Cass had an injury, so basically now you got to figure out what you're going to do with Enzo. You cannot have Enzo wrestling heavyweights and super heavyweights because that would be so He's Enzo. Un- unbelievable. Now, I think Enzo um, is, do you think he improved in the wrestling ring this week? On Sunday and on Tuesday? I think he, he is improving. He looked better. He looked better. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a fan, but I have to admit he, he's doing he's, better. He's kind of like, um, if I have to go back, you know how the Brian Kendrick came off? Now he's like the modern day the Brian Kendrick. I can go with that. And, you know, it's a compliment to Brian. It really uh, is. That's a compliment from Brian. And, and basically, you know, he's looking at, you know, I'll keep my title because I'll just get disqualified. And he did. Or, and he know, did. And, of course... He pulls out the wonderful mic. I don't know where it comes from. I, I, he I think he was have... on the stage. I think he was on the stage. Okay. I think he was up on the stage. I thought maybe point. he has got deep pockets. But... No, I think he was by his title belt. And he got his title belt back and got his, and got his mic but, back. I and think here, it and here's the thing about Enzo. He cuts good promos. Even with and, no and, voice, and, he cut a promo. And, and <laughs> if he continues to have a spokesperson do his promos Until his voice comes back. You know Until his voice comes back. That would be a nice part of this gimmick. And, and I hope and having his cronies is a good part. I like yeah. the fact that he has cronies. I like the fact that he has his own support team. Because then he I like could, it. I like it. And he can he can call his survivor 
And it helps him if you need a tag match. He has tag partners now. You can do that. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. With Survivor Series match with these guys. You have Survivor Series team already. You can call our team the Certified G's. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call them. So then, 205 Live ends. And within seconds. I don't even think Kalisto was out of the ring yet. <laughs> no, he was still he was still kind of trying to make his way back. Yeah. The lights went off. Yep. And Shinsuke Nakamura's music hit, and the people that were left in this building erupted. And I'm not gonna lie, I was one of them. <laughs> they heard the first three notes, and people were standing Boom. up. And I was singing. It was amazing. It was great. And I will admit, I don't know the next time we're gonna ever see Shinsuke Nakamura again. I don't know if we're ever gonna see him again. This is the first time we ever got a chance to see him. Oh, he, he's And he's, I will say, I'm so happy we got this station to Nakamura he, he, in person. He, he is great. And, but, I'm so happy we got to see it. You know, and he got the, the people that were still there. Loved it. They, Loved every second of he it. Got, he got a great pop. He did, his full, he did his full entrance. He, he, they sang along. Um, he oh, was man. loving it. The crowd and the fans just love him. Now, if, if the crowd didn't love him enough. He did his whole entrance. He does the yow. Right after he does yow, the lights go out again. The piano starts playing. And all of a sudden you hear, Glorious. And the crowd goes from singing along with his music everywhere, to everywhere. singing Glorious. And this is Bobby, the first time I've ever seen Bobby Roode. Yeah, Bobby Roode comes down. He gets somewhat of a good pop. But, but it wasn't the pop. It was the song. The song, yeah. People were singing along. And everyone was singing along in unison. For the, for the next, like, two minutes. Right. And, and this is one of the points where I don't mind Long Enders because I love his song so damn much. Rude comes out and he goes to one corner post and, and does his thing. Goes to another quarter, you know, does another quarter post. And the post and, in the and, middle and, and the crowd's in his pocket. And as he's going to the third corner post, then we hear music from opposition. Well, that's what I was going to say. We go to that. I'm just kind of seeing pictures here. And I don't know why I pictures during their entrances. Again, I didn't think I'd see them. So I took a lot of pictures of their entrances. I don't right. know the next time we're going to see them. Right. So, then Ginger Mahal's music hits. No Sing Brothers talking. Just all three of them came out. And then the crowd boos for Ginger Mahal. Fine. I'll get to Ginger May. I have an opinion on Ginger and Nick Matt. I'll get to it in a The modern day Maharaj. I'll get to Ginger Mahal because I have an, actually an interesting opinion on him. Oh, okay. And then Dolph Ziggler came out. Okay, the music hit. He music hits and within, <laughs> I think, here to show one the minute, world. One, yeah, no, one, one second. One, yeah. It was over. That is annoying in person, by the way. And then Dolph comes out and it's kind of like. The spotlight, no, no entrance music. No nothing. entrance music. You know what it reminds me of? Go ahead. Do you remember when R-Truth turned heel and he had that match against John Cena in Washington, D.C., a, um, a capital punishment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't have entrance music because he had just turned heel, so he'd come down with no music. Yeah, yeah. And he made it with no music. <laughs> and as Dolph is walking down the ramp, you could hear the, the he, booze. The heat he got was amazing. There. So we get to the match. And I have to give one person a lot of credit. And I'll get to Ruta Nakamura in a second. Jinder Mahal, in this match, surprised the hell out of me. And here's why. It felt like he was able to have a little bit of fun. He loosened this up. He loosened up. Yeah. And when he loosened up, he actually wrestled. Well, and it wasn't like, I'm not playing a character right now. I'm going to have a good time. 
and it came across. Well, and I liked it. Before the, before the match started, you had Rude and Nakamura. Rude, the Nakamura kinda, Rude kinda, were amazing. Kind of get the, ch- the crowd going, ooh, and then Mahal ends up, uh, ooh, uh, Actually, what was going ooh, on originally uh, first was a Rude, a battle chant of Nakamura Rude. That was the chant going on at first. Yeah. And then the Rude was actually conducting the chant at first. Yep. And then he got the yay boozing going. Yeah. But that was that was big. But I really thought Jinder did a great job in this match. Like I was shocked how good he did. It was because him and Shinsuke worked together a lot. But yeah. They got chemistry going. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this tag match a lot more than a lot of people probably right. did. What do you think of this match? I really enjoyed myself during this main event. It was a good dark match, believe it or not. Whoever put this together at the it was last, a nice surprise. At, at, the, at the last minute, and it probably was at the last minute. Sure felt like it. <laughs> basically thought about the situation and how they would want to end the program. And besides the fact, they promised to crown Nakamura right. in, route, in right. commercial. They had right. to rib them then. So basically they worked it to where it was a win-win situation. You got to see Rude Nakamura. You got to see him go against the tag team. It was a dark match. People that stayed up for the dark match got their money's worth. It really and, was. And, and the way the show ended was done very well. And there's the, um, there's the photo from the end of Nakamura and Rude winning after Kinshasa. But the thing I think I loved about it is at the end of the match, when lights are still on, right? Shinsuke was trying to do the Bobby Rude thing, and Bobby Rude was trying to do Shinsuke's hand thing. And then it worked very well. And. The crowd reacted, and they got a huge pop out of it. I mean, a lot of people were singing along the song on the way out. Right. Um, overall, the whole Tiger Carton match. It was an all right night. It I, wasn't great I, night. I expected more. I would have to say, if I have to give it a, a letter grade, it would be a C plus, B minus. I was going to say, B minus, C plus makes yeah, sense to me, yeah, too. Yeah. It was a weird night. It was a weird night for me. I don't I know think, what it was. I, I think the best match, I'd have to say, when it came down to it. The women. The women's match. The women's match. I the agree. Match. I don't know. I enjoyed the show, though. I had a lot of fun with this. I'm not going to lie. Now, let's see where this goes. I mean, when Raw comes on. In March. Well, no, no. I'm talking no. about next Oh, this coming Monday. Are they still going to be on their, uh, I guess, on the alert for another SmackDown under Seizure Attack? Uh, are we going to see that? Or are we going to basically move that to Tuesday? When you go against the World Series? I don't know. I don't know what the World Series schedule is. I have no idea. But, but I overall, w- this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this show. Mm-hmm. It was good to know. It was nice. It was a cheap ticket. It wasn't like we spent a lot of money on the tickets. It was a reasonably cheap ticket. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. I mean, I'm not going to ever say no to a wrestling show. I'm not no. going to lie. I'm never going to say no to one. But, but keep in mind that they really haven't started to work on all the matches yet for Survivor of the Series. They're just announcing things. And hopefully, by next uh, couple weeks. Well, next week we'll be back. Yep. You, I mean, hopefully, you come up to the studio with us next week, yep. and we'll do the show. Mm-hmm. You, me, and Sal. Yep. We'll talk about stuff going on, and we'll get yep. into things. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after that, we are Survivor Series show. Yeah, it's gonna happen quick. It's gonna happen real quick. I mean, here's the thing: with most Survivor Series shows that happened in the past, it was everything under one banner. But with this, it's Raw versus SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, and I don't know how everyone feels about it. I'm kind of mixed. Uh, only because, once again, this is the way you can showcase talent from both brands under one umbrella. Uh, and, and hopefully it's well done where 
everyone's happy with the program and the event itself. It's a four-hour show. Um, and this thing, is it, do you have enough talent and matches to do four hours? Possibly. But are you going to come off with good quality matches? Or are you going to come off with something that looks like it was rushed and hurried together? I have a question. Go ahead. Would you book, would you book Shane versus Kurt? Yes, but I wouldn't put it in Survivor Series. Well, that's the point, though. It would be Raw versus SmackDown. Um, I, I'd wait for a different pay-per-view, but... It was Raw versus SmackDown. If if you basically kind of want to do it and, and put it to Survivor Series... Would you do it? It's a tough question, right? It's a tough question. Part of me wants to say yes, the other part wants to say no, but I'm going to be the fanboy and say, okay, do it, but... Hopefully, it's not going to be like the same old, same old, where we're going for total control like we've done in the past. No, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be brand supremacy. I, I think it's basically for pride and respect, and, and that's the way you have to look at it. And hopefully, that's how they're going to push it when they, if they do book it, is for pride and respect. Uh, I, you know, I'm a McMahon. You're Kurt Angle. You're an Olympian. And here's the thing. I you think know, a lot of people forget. They have history in the ring already. Yes, they They've did. done this before. Right. It's not like they haven't faced each other before. No, no glass planes, please. No glass planes. But, I don't know. Find out how we get there. So we're dropping things up. We've yeah. got long. We've got yeah. really long, which is not a bad thing. Oh, we had a lot of fun talking. Okay. We've got over an hour. We've got to wrap up. So, thank you all for listening to this special edition of the Blake and Sal Show. Like I said, we'll be back next week with Sal, and we'll get into things. And also, there may be, next week, May... Hear the announcement of the Blankets House Show 2017 Awards. <gasps> no. That might happen next week. Is that coming up already? It may come. Yeah, it's already coming up. It's already November. Oh, everybody, <laughs> get your get your thumbs and fingers ready to go on Facebook and vote, 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 vote. vote. Said by the vote man often. who never votes for himself. I, I voted for myself. Let's make a note there. Twice, anyway, but... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. That'll be next week. We'll talk about that next week. Okay, okay. So, till then, I'll be back next week. Um, say your goodbyes. Hey, as always, please support your local independent wrestling organizations. You need your love for these people that will be future upcoming Hall of Famers and probably superstars. And as always, it's been your pleasure, and have a good evening this Halloween. (laughs) Frog in my throat. Yes, have a happy Halloween, and safe happy Halloween this weekend, trick-or-treating and everything else. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Blake. Have a good day.